Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode. Why'd you say it weird? You said Pop Pinions. Did you say it weird? I think you said it weird. <laughs> I think you're weird. We're both weird. <laughs> episode 67. Eight. Six. Um, so the first number that you said, not very close. Oh, 80. <laughs> I like that your correction was to be eight, 60, 68, 67. 87. 86. 86. 86. Maybe I was dyslexic. <laughs> I know, 86. 87's okay. next week. 86. Well, we don't know if we're going to do next week. We're going to see. Because yes. Jack is going away. To the cottage. To the cottage to open it up. So gone for a week. So we're not sure if we can squeeze another one in before he goes to pre-tape it kind of thing. So we'll see. It's a surprise, everyone. All three of you out there listening, just you're going to be on pins and needles, I know. Waiting for Thursday. Yeah. Or the other week. It was Saturday. I know. It's so hard with our schedules. It is. When you're during the week and I'm not. Yeah. And you're at night and I'm in the day. Very, very opposite schedules. I know. We're recording late tonight. We are. Late for me. <laughs> I'm so old. Oh, whoop a deuce. Sorry. Thing, thing fell. Case, how you doing? Uh, I am okay. I am good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good. I have no complaints. I have um, weather's been nice. Uh, work's going, you know, starting to wrap it up. I like how work works going. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah. It's just, like, it's done. just going and we're almost like going to wrap it up. So I think I counted today. There's like 28 work days left and that's only if I go to all of them. So I'm like, we're in the home stretch. So yeah. Yeah. I'm good. How are you, Jack? Uh, not too bad. I mean, I'm applying to mm. industry jobs. Nice. So I'm, I'm kind of ready to start working for what I got a diploma for. That is generally what people like to do, right? Yeah. I mean, you do make good tip money, but if it doesn't fill your soul. No, which it's not like awful, but it's just, it's close enough to what I've done before that it's just not scratching a different itch. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to do our IMCs. We've got Peanut Butter Falcon and 21 Jump Street. Yes. And then we're going to do a Baker's Dozen of understandable villains yes that's a good way of saying it or bad guys or like right like yeah. it's just like people that you're just like when you're watching the movie as much as you're like wow they are not handling this well you kind of sympathize with why they're doing it or you understand at least maybe not sympathize but you understand why they there are it's it's not just clear awful motives yeah like some of them are just like power hungry money hungry whatever those don't count those are just bad guys but some of these guys it's like there's other reasons why they're behaving the way they are mm-hmm. yeah um i don't think we have any like preamble any housekeeping stuff i don't think so I, I think, think there's been could. some like Marvel trailers, but I haven't really. I think I'm going to go see Maverick when you're gone. Okay. Like Top Gun? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go see it. I was thinking about it when I saw the trailer. I was like, Top Gun was like one of my favorite movies when I was like a kid. I don't know what year it came out. I was maybe 13, 12. I don't know. In there. And like, this is embarrassing, but I don't care. We used to like reenact the like volleyball scene the volleyball scene 
whole bunch of girls and I, we used to just be like, we'd pick a character and then we'd reenact it. Kids were weird back then. Would eh? people like be like the background characters or would just you just be, be like the, the two? Yeah. There's four of them. Oh, it's a two on two volleyball game. Yeah. Cause it's like Maverick with goose. And then I think it's Iceman with, Oh, I don't remember his name. That'd <laughs> Those be are the only three characters I know. That'd be a good trivia question. I feel like I'd know it if I heard. Well, obviously, if I heard, I'd be like, yes. But if somebody gave me like a multiple choice, I would definitely know it. Yeah. Like, oh, I think it's some. No, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Maverick, Goose, and Iceman. That's all. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. There's some other ones, though, that are really good, too. There were like the other guys or whatever in the. It was such a good movie. It was good. I liked it. I watched it, but I, like I was he, pretty young. I might um, have one of those characters on my list. Of villains? Not villains, but like somebody who's considered a bad guy. But then you and you're really like, hmm, he's not really a bad guy. It's not really. Okay. It's not Maverick, though. Just stay tuned. I will. Okay. I, I mean, I kind of have to be here. Yeah, you do. Or it just be you <laughs> talking to yourself? Well, sometimes that happens, too. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn. Hot streak. He is on fire. All right. So we had a couple of the same right away. I think we both did scissors. Yeah. And then. I did paper. And I you did. Stuck you just with stuck scissors. with scissors. What if I had done rock, though? Ooh, out. You would have won. I know. I would have. The difference between winning and losing. <laughs> I am going to pull an NFL coach right now, and I'm going to defer. All right. So, Jack um challenged me to watch 21 jump street this is the 2012 um movie with wait you watched that one <gasps> no, i'm just kidding stop <laughs> direct I meant, I meant like the show actually i do have something to say about that after okay um directors are phil lord and christopher miller which you don't see that very often two people which is for both movies uh, peanut butter falcon is the same get out yeah oh my god uh, those is... are also the two guys that did um into the Spider-Verse? Or were like a part of Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, okay. Um, so it's... it's um, And Jonah Hill was the writer. He's also in the movie, obviously. It's Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Basically, the story is about this pair, which is those two, of unachieving cops that are sent back to high school... Or sent... Yeah, back to high school to bring a synthetic drug ring um, down or figure it out after a, a high school or ODs, like, online or whatever. So then they're sent... So... I'll just go through the cast because the cast is incredible. It's like Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are the two cops. And then Ice Cube is the captain of the undercovers. And he is maybe my favorite part of the movie. He's really funny. Uh, Dakota Johnson's also in it, but she's like such a minor role. But she plays one of the girls that's also undercover in the church that they meet at. Uh, Brie Larson is a student. Dave Franco is a student. Ellie Kemper from The Office. She's one of the teachers who's also in love with Channing Tatum. And it's kind of weird. Uh, Nick Offerman is their deputy chief. So funny. And Jake Johnson is the principal of the school. And I think he's the only one that knows. Otherwise, uh, no one else knows, right? Yeah, because also uh, Rob Riggle is one of the teachers, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's sorry. I did mean to add him in because he doesn't really come up till later. Yeah. Um, so we meet these two in like 2005 and the very first scene is Jonah Hill getting off the bus and he is, um, the song Slim Shady is on. Oh, cause he is Eminem. full Eminem mode. Full Eminem, like white shirt, bleached blonde hair, 
Okay. So big ass braces. Yeah. So he's an honor. He's like an honor roll student. And, and then Channing Tatum is like the cool athletic kid. Then we cut to, and they like, you know, there's picking on him and there's all that, you know, and I'm the cool kid and all that. And then by 2012, they're rookie cops and they're paired together on the bike patrol, which is a, probably one of the fun. Like this movie, what I will say, it starts out super funny. Definitely has a bit of a lull in there, but that beginning is worth the whole like movie is so funny. Like they're like, look, there's people over there doing a drug deal. Let's get them. And then they get on their bikes and they're not like, they're not like, there's only so fast you can go on a bike. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of funny moments in that scene. Um, but they screw up this like pretty badly, this whole thing that they're trying to get these, those uh, drugs. And like one is like, they don't read him the Miranda rights. Cause Channing Tatum doesn't even know them, even though he's a cop. And so then they're sent to go undercover because this kid has died and they need to figure out who's selling this synthetic drug thing. Um, so then they get this under, so they get to the high school and now it's like a role reversal. Like Jonah's now character is now the cool one. Cause isn't he in drama? Club? He's in drama, but they, it's because they mixed up their names. They couldn't remember their code names. Um, so it's like Doug and something else, which I can't remember. And so they get mixed up their schedule. So Channing Tatum actually ends up in like AP chemistry, which is supposed to be Jonah Hill's character. And then Jonah Hill ends up in like drama music. They were just trying to dumb. They were like, we're just going to dumb it down for you. And then they mix up their names. So they end up in the opposite. But it kind of works out because then Jonah is now like the cool kid because it's not cool to pick on kids now. Like it's like the tryhards are actually the cool kids now. Yeah. And you can't like Channing Tatum walks in. He's like, yeah, just like act like this and act like this and like punch kids and like. Right. And then he ends up punching this like black gay kid and everyone loses their mind because they're like, you can't go around like doing that. And so anyways, it's kind of and then Channing kind of makes friends with all like the chemistry kids and like they come into play with things. And so it's it is funny. Um while they're walking, though, one of my favorite lines, I'm not going to give away too much, but when they're walking to, in like to their classes, he's like, oh, I have chemistry. And he's like, chemistry is the one with all the shapes and shit, right? That's what he says to Jonah Hill. So I'm like, oh, this, this is going to be bad. Um, and then my other favorite line, which I thought was ahead of its time a little bit, um, Ice Cube says, like, the kid who OD'd is who they're talking about. And they're like, well, he's white. That means people actually give a shit. And I was like, wow, that is, it's a good, like, uh, as a, you know, as much as we want, like a funny movie, it's kind of, I was like, yeah, that is true. Now everyone's up in arms because it's a white kid, right? Yeah, a lot of people <clears throat> would think of that as just like a throwaway line, but I'm, I'm glad you caught it because I don't remember that line yeah. from that movie, but I'm glad you caught that. No, I really, I appreciated it because I was like, that is a really important line because it's very true. And all Ice Cube said, Ice Cube is my I know I said it, but he was my favorite. Like, cause he's so like angry and just, but in a funny way. And he kept saying, infiltrate the dealers, find the supplier. And they would say like, okay, do you want us to do this? And he'd just be like, infiltrate the dealers, find the supplier. Like he was just like, I cannot make this any easier for you guys. So anyways, yeah, it's good. I mean, we do have a bit of a, where it gets a bit silly for me with like this car chase thing and all this. And it gets silly, which I don't know. I don't know why comedies can't like it can't go all the way through. Like I only know maybe a, not even a handful of comedies that I could say are good from beginning to end. Where the Millers and maybe Wonderlust are my two that I think off the top. Maybe Easy A, I would say, 
are my like few movies that there's no like lull like where you're like oh god this is getting stupid i think it's also those compared to 21 jump shoot not that 21 jump shoot is some ridiculous concept but they are trying to deal with like real things like trying yeah. to be cops and drug dealing and then they do run into like what i would probably call it as like the baby driver conundrum where they right. were just kind of like okay so it's funny and we have this we have a plot twist and uh this is the ending and just shooting and okay we're good yeah like it just it, it felt like it didn't know how to end yeah that's very true but the beginning though like that first for I would say for quite a while it is it is really funny like I was like actually laughing out loud like there were because I don't I don't know if I never saw it before or what oh and at one point they do have to take the drugs because they're trying to figure out who it is and so the guy's like well if I you have to be if you're cool like you have to take this in front of me so they have to take it and then it hits while he's talk while they're talking to um Riggle. Yeah, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. I couldn't remember if it was Ron or Rob. Which don't they I'm pretty sure don't right after they take it, don't they try to throw it up? Yeah. And they're like sticking See their fingers in each other's, each other's throats. throats. Yeah. It's silly. So if you're looking for like a funny but you know, lighthearted silly movie, that's that is this is the movie for you. Because it's it has got that it was light. I love like it actually made me laugh. Like I was like, that's pretty funny. So they're good. And and Jonah Hills wrote it. I was like, I'm so impressed with you. And one of the things Jonah Hill said, I remember he talked about this when Bill Simmons had an HBO show. He said, how amazing would it be to have the guy that was that had the song Fuck the Police as the police? Like, Yes. Yeah. Because um, uh, the NWA. Yep. Um, with his which is Ice Cube's group back in the day so they have that so the music's great in it too they have that song playing and then ice cube is like there as the cop the angry cop but funny he makes me laugh um so 21 jump street was one of my favorite shows it's where we met johnny depp we met like dom i think it's not dom deloise it was a deloise brother i'm not sure which one holly robertson pete now but it was just holly robertson robinson um Wait, like Holly Robinson Pete is her name? Or is it Pete? Holly Robinson, and then she married someone with the last name Pete, so she added it. But at the time, it was just Holly Robinson. (laughs) Anyways, they were, that was the original, like, I'm sure there's more. And I found it, and I started watching it because I was like, I want to know if this holds up from 87. So I only watched a little bit because I was just, like, curious to see. And it's not like a, it's very different than this movie. Like, it's not funny. That show's not, it's not meant to be funny. Like, it's more serious or whatever. But I think I'm going to try and like stick with, like, just even if I just watch a couple episodes, because it was so nostalgic. When I saw that I could watch it for free, I was like, oh my God, that's really fun. Because I was, I would have been really 14 when that came out. So, and I think it was on for a few years. So it was a pretty, it was significant. Like, we didn't have like, you know, this generation has like 97,000 shows. We had like a handful of shows that you could watch. And so that'd probably suck if you didn't like one. Yeah. Like we literally had like growing pains. Who's the boss? 21 jump street. Like, I don't know. There wasn't Dallas. I wasn't allowed to watch Dallas. My mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> I was allowed to sometimes watch love boat. Oh, Dukes of hazard was another one that was on Friday nights. Gilligan's Island. Or is that before? Uh, I do remember watching that. I don't remember when that was though, but I do remember watching that one. I might've been a little bit younger though for that one, but that one was funny, but it was more like, I remember my dad always watching mash. Like everyone had like kind of your one or two shows. That's all you had. You didn't have like 
15 shows like we have now, right? Yeah. So 21 Jump Street was pretty significant in my youth, so it was fun. So I'm going to watch it. Uh, after watching this movie, would you feel more interested in watching the second one or not? Yeah, I would watch it. Not next week. but No, I, I'll give it a few weeks because yeah. I had both of them on the list because I'm like, they're both really funny. I, I think the more I've watched both of them, I think the second one is actually better. Oh, I okay. think you would enjoy it more. Well, Especially Ice Cube in it is, is really good. Oh, he's in it again? Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, if you want me to watch it next week, I will. No, That's I, fine. I, I picked a movie already. Okay, me too. I already picked your movie. Okay. okay. Well, let's... Uh, After. Yeah. Okay. And that was... Yeah, that's all I have. Because I don't want to give away too much that, like, what happens and stuff. But, I mean, that's just the basic. You know, there's funny parts and drugs and Dave Franco. Don't don't. Oh, they... did I go through the list? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Brie Larson. She's so cute. Don't they... Doesn't Dave Franco, like, accuse them of being undercover cops? Yeah, at one point. Yeah, he's... I'm pretty sure. Is that him? Yeah, somebody accuses them. They're like, it's like your cops. And then he's like, nah, you couldn't be or something. Like, he kind of makes fun of them. Like, no, yeah. you're too dumb, basically, <laughs> to be a cop. I also do love in the drug scene when uh, Channing Tatum goes back to class. And I'm pretty sure it was chemistry class. I'm pretty sure that's, like, the only class they, they really, really show, showed a yeah. lot of. And he's, like, writing everything on yeah, the board. And he's, yeah. like, square root of pi and all of this. Then I'm pretty sure it's just, like, a bunch of eights or something. It's not. It doesn't it's, make it's any sense. And But to him, it did. And to and Allie Kemper loves it, too. Oh, she is so obsessed with him. She loves him. And even though she's a teacher, like, she every time she sees him, she's like, or she, she sees him, she's like, well, wow, hi. Like, she's, like, gets, like, giddy, like a school kid, right? So yeah. The second one, they go to college. College. So it's a little... A li- it is similar but different enough that yeah. in a couple weeks you'll be like i could see the similarities and differences good yeah no i'm excited to see it for sure and a great not even post credits but just add the credits are really funny oh, okay because they poke fun at themselves oh like good the movie love- as a whole oh good i like that kind of stuff all right my movie i yes. watched 2019's peanut butter falcon yes directed by Wow, my handwriting is bad. I think you say that every week. I do. Um, Maybe you could try I'm gonna to ha- Google it because I know the one. It's it is two directors. It's uh, Michael Schwartz, and the second one, which I'm looking up now because I couldn't write it. Um, Michael Schwartz and Tyler Nilsson. Okay. And I just think that's so weird. Like I've never heard of like two directors. Now we have both movies have two directors. Two director week. That's unintentionally so crazy. Uh, So peanut butter Falcon is about a man with down syndrome who runs away from his assisted living facility uh, to live out his wrestling dreams with a new friend uh, while his caregiver is in pursuit. Yes. Uh, So uh, the star Shia LaBeouf who plays the friend. Yeah. He's kind of the drifter like you know. He's like a fisherman and has to run away from that. Yeah. Another, we get Dakota Johnson, who's the caregiver, Eleanor. Bruce Dern, mm-hmm. who plays the guy's roommate. Yeah. Uh, Zach, which I actually didn't look up who the actor was because he was, re- he was really good he in was this. so good. Uh, his real name is Zach. Zach. They probably. Gottsigan. Okay. Um, probably easier for him. Like, I'm sure they understand with Down syndrome that, like, you have a different name and you're acting. But, I mean, it's probably just easier if you just keep his name. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Zach Gottsigan, uh Bruce Dern, who plays his roommate, uh, John Bernthal, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Shia LaBeouf's brother. Right. Which it's good because they talk about like he lost his brother, but they don't really explain how. But then 
they show like he just kind of has like dream sequences where he's like remembering his brother and like he has like good memories and then they kind of show who did you say john barenthal yeah is that the one i had a dream about yes no it wasn't him you thought it was oh, him. oh i thought it was him but then it ended up being another guy which you sent me i have okay. still on my phone a link to john barenthal <laughs> um and then it also has thomas hayden church who comes yes. in later as a former wrestler Wrestling coach a wrestler that had a wrestling school. Yes. Um, so the whole, like, the concept of this is Zach, who lives in, not even a assisted living, it's it's an old folks home. Yeah, it's like a retirement old folks nursing home because they didn't know where to put him. So they put him with, like, a whole bunch of old people. Yeah, and it's like, he doesn't have any family to take care of him or anything. So this is this is where he lives. Um, pretty much the opening scene, I think the opening scene might be Chaya. Of, like, him, he's fishing, and he, like, steals crabs from, like, his rival, and that becomes the person that's chasing him down the whole movie. But uh, Zach tries to escape, and he does this by sitting with his friend, and he gives, he hands over his pudding to her, and she fakes fakes to choke on it. Fakes? Fakes choking. Yeah. And he just runs out the door and just gets, like, tackled. <laughs> like, there's a few people chasing him. She's like, oh, maybe he has a chance to get out of this. And then someone just, like, blindsides but just, him. And yeah, just take him out. Yeah. Um, so then he's labeled a flight risk. Mm. So meaning that people they put uh, bars. bars on his window yeah. so that he can't get out. Um, so, yeah, Shia steals. I don't even know. Do I guess I just say Shia? Yeah, just for, say for it, yeah. Um, he is, like... For someone that I feel like just isn't in movies anymore, this is just like the type of movie I feel like he would do. And yeah, he's really good in it. He's really good. He's not, I will say he's not one of my favorites. Like he's not somebody I think of and be like, if I were like, who are some great, act- he wouldn't be anywhere on my list. Um, there's just something about him. I've always, I don't know. He's just kind of always annoyed me or bugged me. Anyways, I think he's so good in this movie though. Mm-hmm. I just think his acting is so good. It's such a simple story, right? Like yeah. there's not a lot to going go on. Through, but um at so the night there there is an escape plan that we don't know about. The amount the R word is used in this movie yeah. is a lot. And mm-hmm. it does like take away from me not saying like obviously I don't want to say it, but the attendant someone that's working there mm-hmm. at the retirement home because uh, zach is a big wrestling fan he's watching all these old videos and at night he's watching this and the person who works there goes it's bedtime our word right and then his big plan with bruce stern they because bruce stern before he was in this retirement home was an engineer mm-hmm. so they managed actually to bend the bars enough and zach puts soap all over himself so that he can squeeze through the bars on his window right which is great. He's trying to get to uh, this wrestling camp in mm-hmm. North Carolina, which pretty far away from where he was. Yeah. To find um, now, I'm forgetting what it is. It's something like Redneck, Saltwater Redneck, uh, or something. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't remember. Which is like that. his nickname, and he was watching his videos, and he wants to. He hears about this school that I'm pretty sure it's the Saltwater Redneck. Yeah, like he wants to go to. He it wants and to learn. be a wrestler. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Shia gets fired kind of like his license gets his fishing license gets taken away from stealing other people's crabs and those guys like threaten him they beat him up and then he just lights their gear on fire Mm -hmm. which i mean he he has a getaway boat at least yeah but not really the smartest move because they start chasing him little does he know zach is in the boat hiding because he had escaped the retirement home and it was also just in his underwear right yes 
I, to me a very important important piece so they go on this boat chase which is actually like very well done like it's like they're he's avoiding he's avoiding them and then he turns off his motor and goes into like tall grass and just kind of lays down but can still see but they can't see him because he can't hear a motor and they're not really they also don't really look that hard yeah they're just kind of like Eh, he's not yeah. here and they just go i think they know how big the place is and they're like it's like a needle in a haystack right he, he could be how far away now um so then they start zach and shia they start walking they get to this convenience store where shia walks in he's like oh i'm I, he has like a bunch of stuff and he's like the guy's like it'll be 13 dollars." he doesn't have 13 dollars, so he starts taking stuff away and dakota johnson who i think they threatened to fire her or something like that just oh the her boss because this kid had gone missing Mm -hmm. was didn't want to file it to the state he didn't want to file missing persons report because that would look bad on him right so instead he goes well just go find him yeah and so she's going around showing pictures like have you seen this kid or anything have you heard from him and she walks into this convenience store where shy is getting he's getting like peanut butter and fishing lures Mm -hmm. pretty random but does come into play a little bit later and she asked both of them have you seen this kid and i don't know why she wasn't more suspicious because yeah. the guy goes oh like the worker goes oh no like no. i haven't haven't seen him and shia just starts going like oh what do you do right like, why and doesn't say no but she doesn't catch on and he's like kind of trying to flirt with her and she's just like he's like oh do you got a phone number do you got a name yeah and she's like yeah my name's eleanor and like flips him off as she's leaving the <laughs> <Yeah>. convenience store <laughs> Um, so he goes back to Zach because he's very reluctant. He doesn't really want to be with Zach. He kind of, he leaves him at like a water hole and like this one kid is yelling at him, like jump, jump R word. And yeah, he pushes, eventually the kid pushes Zach in and Chai goes in and actually punches the kid and then goes and like saves Zach. So he's slowly... He's reluctant, like but they're up. together. Yeah, he warms uh, up to him. Until he finds out that he ran away from the retirement home. And then he goes, we're the two bandits. We're on the run. He's like, we needed something to tie us together. Mm-hmm. And it's this. Yeah. Because neither of us have a place. We're both fugitives. This is this is why we're going to work together. Yeah. They come up with their secret handshake. Mm-hmm. And Zach is just like, he's adorable. He's so sweet. And just like... Get, he, he says to like he's like he brings up the secret handshake and shy is like oh like why like why should we have a secret handshake like what's the reason he's like like bros dudes buds yeah like, that's just what they do and then he's <laughs> yeah. like okay well only when special shit happens yeah that's when they do the handshake yeah um so they have to after a lot of this walking so zach can't swim and they have this point where they can't walk around. They can't walk back to where they came from because then someone would catch them. So they have to swim across. And they have this plan. Uh, Shia or Tyler, whatever his character, uh, ties a rope around himself. He ties like pants and garbage bags together to have Zach just like float. float. And he'll just sit there and he'll pull him across. He'll get pulled. Then a boat comes mm-hmm. as they're like almost there. And it's probably the most like actiony movie <laughs> yeah. it gets. Yeah. Yeah. And he manages to pull him across before the boat or the, the fishing. It'll be a really bad movie. Of all- and roll the credits. And he got hit. <laughs> there is a, there is a point where I wanted to get up and be like, well, they said the title they said of the, the movie. Title. This shouldn't be the end. Um, so then he starts teaching Zach how to swim. Um, and then we do see the scene of how, 
we assume he lost his brother. They were out, out drinking at a bar, and mm-hmm. Shia was driving home and fell asleep at the wheel. So they yeah. were, the the good, not that there is a good part of that, but the thematic, the film good part of it is that they don't show us exactly what happened. So it is still left up to the imagination of what could have happened. He's drifting across the other lane. We could assume, you know, yeah. he crashes. There's another vehicle that yeah. hits them. They just, they leave that up to interpretation. All we know is that the brother is gone and we have an idea of the situation of when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we get a training sequence slash friendship montage yes. where they're like eating watermelon and like cutting holes in it and using it as helmets. They're working out and like... He's just so sweet with him. Yeah. Like he's such, he's so, he just... He talks to him like he's just a regular person. And Doesn't I talk know, down to him. Yeah, like I know that sounds like, well, yeah, but you, like when you're, when people are sometimes around people with special needs, like it is pretty incredible how, incredible in a bad way, how people speak to them and stuff or treat them. And yeah. he's not like that at all. Like he's just like, he doesn't, hey, bro. he doesn't dumb anything no, down. He They're just, walking. And he's like, I have three rules. What are they? And he keeps repeating them back and forth before he's like, all right, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Yeah. But he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't treat him any differently. Yeah. Um, they go and as they're walking, they find this boat and then a guy walks out with a gun and you can see him in the background, but he doesn't say anything. He's like, ah, who are you guys? And he like shoots at them and it, or he says, uh, what race are you guys? And he's then shot, like he shoots and then they're like, ah, we're white. And he's like, ah, I, I told I could tell that from a mile away because he's blind. And they oh. try to rob this blind guy. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't know, but it's a yeah, funny yeah. situation. And the guy immediately is just like, I think he says, like, do you believe in Jesus? And he's like, yeah. So then they talk about Jesus and he doesn't he doesn't like call the police or anything. He just kind of hangs out with them and they do a baptism where right. the guy is in the water and i don't know if he does it to both of them but i know he does it to zach where he like dunks his head in and stuff but it's such a cool sequence and then they together have like a dock mm-hmm. like it's a piece of a dock that becomes their boat right right or they row or they, they have a sail on it yeah but it is just like this piece yeah of dock. it's just a piece of yeah wood kind of yeah um so then they find a place to nestle up for the night and they build this fire and there's still some uh, training going on. But then we also start drinking a little bit, yeah. which was from the convenience store guy. He just gave him this bottle of who knows what for free. Yeah. So they both start drinking it and then they decide that Zach needs a wrestler alter ego. Yeah. And they just, he goes, what's your name? And it's just such a good, like, because there's a lot of like, I love how many like stutters there are or like hesitations in his speech that mm-hmm. he's not just like speaking perfectly the whole time. Right. Because that's just not what it's not would realistic. happen. Yeah. And it just goes Falcon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, Falcon. And he goes and like puts a bunch of tree branches together and gives him wings. And then he's like eating peanut butter and they put peanut butter on his face. So then he becomes the peanut butter Falcon. Peanut butter Falcon. And then I turned the movie off. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's still a little more, but it's it is one of those like not like cheesy, but it's just like yeah, I could tell us he goes he says Falcon. I'm like okay, so his name's gonna be Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter Falcon. Falcon. Um, so they're drunk and around the fire. Then the next morning they wake up and Dakota Johnson's Eleanor finds them after yeah. like basically not intentionally, but just trying to go to the place in North Carolina where the wrestling camp is, but stopping along the way right. to see if anyone's see. seen them. Yeah. And they kind of have this, like, one-on-one. Shia is still trying to, like, hit on her and, like, oh, like, 
what's wrong? We're just friends. She's like, I could have you arrested. And he's like, arrested for what? He ran away. Yeah. She's like, I'm sure I could have you arrested for something. Something. <laughs> and Zach doesn't want to go home. So he takes the keys, Dakota Johnson's keys, and just throws them in the water. Yeah. There you I go. I don't want to go. So you can. So her option, which she chooses, is to get on their Ca- boat, raft, dock, dock whatever. Thing. Yeah. And go with them. Yeah. Join the adventure. Yeah. Um, so they do. So Shy is like, well, just because we're we're here, like still going, doesn't mean our training's done. We're gonna do some breathing exercises. Yeah. And he pulls what you did to <laughs> me and Mega's kids, or yeah. Meg and I's kids. Every every parent does this. Dice. Where he puts his head underwater. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna time you. So he put Zach puts his head underwater, and then they're fighting. They're kind arguing of, or whatever. And he comes up and he goes, how long was that? And he's like, long. Yeah. I used to say like I used to just be like run around the cottage and whatever, and I'll time you. And then they would get back and I'd be like, ooh, so close to your last time. Or I'd say, yes, you beat it. But I wouldn't usually give them like an actual time because no. I wasn't timing it. No, you, you weren't standing there with a stopwatch, which I thought you were, which I never clued into like, what were you timing last with? year? No. <laughs> that was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right. Last time we were at the cottage. <laughs> yeah, no, I just never timed it. I used to just be, well, I used to go, go. And then I'd go one, two, and then I would just have my drinks who knows how fast i was i could I have know. been an olympic athlete i know right you held me back i did um but as so they're doing the breathing exercise and he comes back up and he's like how long long and then dakota johnson goes put your head back in do it more so they can <laughs> argue more yeah eventually she just kind of she relaxes and they find this crane which they use as like a swing yeah, into the water which is it was a fun fun scene yeah um they get found. Oh, so the two guys that are hunting down Shia find them, burn their duck boat boat thing. raft thing, uh, and then have a uh, like little gun, little gun yeah, like pointing at them. And then Zach walks walks out because a part of the training like sequence was him having a gun mm-hmm. and like learning how to shoot. And he's like holding the gun and he's like, oh. And one of the guys is like, oh, you can hold it, but can you aim it? And he's like, it's a buckshot, which a buckshot, for those who don't know, is like multiple, like mm-hmm. smaller bullets. Right. So it wouldn't be that hard to just aim at a general area and hit everything around it. Yeah. So the guys run away and they're like, you owe us $10,000. Um, and then we get to, yeah, the saltwater redneck. I did write it down. Uh, they get to his house and... He doesn't do it anymore. He shut Is down it like ten years or something. Yeah, right? he shut down the thing for ten years and a lot of a lot of disappointment. But after they, he's like, oh, he's he's his, he, he's you're his hero and all the disappointment. Then he put he puts on the makeup that he wears, which is just like blue all over his face. Yeah, like blue lines. And then pulls up in his car and picks him back up and starts training Zach to to fight. And then he sets up his fight a fight with his buddy that's just there. Yeah. And they have this final fight and in like terrible fashion because you're thinking, okay, it's wrestling. It's all made up. He's just going to let the kid win. Yeah. But they get there and the fight before (laughs) is just this brutal massacre where like the one guy's bleeding, like his head is bleeding, but like he ends up winning somehow. Right. So like, oh, this is like not TV wrestling where they just kind of play along. Yeah, do their little moves. They talk about the atomic throw, which was the saltwater rednecks like signature move and zach asked about that he's like well you know that's it's, it's not, not a real, real thing yeah. we just kind of do it for the cameras so they get into this fight and the guy just starts like beating zach up yeah and 
at one point grabs his face and goes like i've been doing this for however long and he's like and this isn't make a wish mm-hmm. and i was like whoa yeah but also what we learned about zach throughout the movie is how like naturally strong he is mm-hmm. like at one point after the swimming scene shy is laying in the water and he picks him up and shy tells him later he's like i thought you were gonna rip my arm out of my <laughs> socket yeah so even though he was told the atomic throw was fake he manages to pull yes. it off yes at the same time that the two guys that are chasing Shia find him and hit him over the head. Right. And everyone kind of just lives happily ever after. Yeah. No one. No death. No, no. sadness. No. Just a good, fun movie. It's just like a good, like, it's an easy wholesome. movie. Wholesome. It's got kind of that, like, I don't know, the coda vibes where it's just like makes you feel good. And it's just like a, just a cute movie. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right? I, I simple, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Simple story and. Yeah, I think it was like a really underrated movie. Like, I don't think a lot of people knew about it. And I think it was a really well done movie. And Especially for, I mean, outside of, I would say, Dakota Johnson, a pretty, like, not big name cast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. It was good. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All, all the movies that we've, that we've watched so far. Yeah, I know. Enjoyable. We've done, yeah, we've done really well with that. But let's get into our Baker's Dozen. All right. The understandable villains. Okay. So um, I do have a couple honorable mentions. Okay. You go first anyway, because you know I didn't make my Baker's Dozen. What do you, oh, because you didn't have. Yeah, I only have 10 or 11. I can't remember. Um, honorable mentions. So this is, I'm going to call this an honorable, honorable mention for the way Taika Waititi is talking about Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, which is a story from the Marvel comics. He's he's hyping it up at least that this could be the greatest Marvel villain. Wow. And for a a backstory, I don't know if it'll be exactly the same as the comics, but it's um as a kid he'd always asked for help from the gods and they would just always ignore him, so then he went to killing them. Yeah. Well maybe, maybe not the best motivation, but like slightly understandable that like they just ignored you. Yeah, yeah, that I can understand for sure. Yeah, you're not feeling heard. And yeah. You're frustrated. Uh, And my other honorable mentions are the principles from both Ferris Bueller and The Breakfast Club. It's funny because this was on a lot of lists and I still have a hard time with the Ferris Bueller. I know he's a little shit, but he's so funny. I mean, he's hilarious, but like in terms of the movie, he is the villain. It's like him and Genie. Yeah, he is the villain. And so is the guy from, yeah, Breakfast Club for sure. But yeah, I guess like one, one guy I read, he was like, when I saw this, I thought he was so unreasonable. And now that I work with kids, I see that he was like, whatever. Like, I understand where he's coming from. And I'm like, oh my God, do people forget what it's like to be a teenager? Like, it's so funny to me. E- they're not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. And they're they're in detention or they're skipping school. Like, there's, you know, they're trying to just live their life. Let them, let them live, man. And spoke weed in detention. Ah. Don't they? Yeah. Isn't that breakfast club? Yes. Um. So those are my honorable mentions. Thirteen, I put Roy Batty, or Bodie. I don't remember which one it was from Blade Runner. Right. Just for the fact that he wanted to be a human, like he just wanted to live a life. Yeah, I don't know this movie, so I saw it on list, but and we watched it. We did. We watched it. That's one of the top one hundred. It was a great movie, guys. You did not like it. I did not like it. No, I don't know if you said it, but you didn't like it. Yeah. So just, just wanting to be human you know that i think that's kind of fair yeah for sure that's a good motivation right 
12, I did Darth Vader. Okay. I think this is a hotly contested one. I feel like I could uh, argue. I feel like we could dance on this one. That means we could start another debate. A little rumble. I don't know. I just feel like, okay, you go and then I'll tell you my opinion. Just from, if I mean, if you just watch the original trilogy, there's not really much to to go off of yeah. to just say, well, no, he's just a bad guy. When you watch the prequels, they at least add a lot of context to the character and everything he went to. Most of it's self-imposed, but yeah, it is still pretty difficult and makes sense. Like there was, there was, it makes sense what happened to him. Yeah. I just feel like, Okay, so I'm sorry his wife dies. Like, I get that that's super sad, but you can't then turn, like, psychotic, like... Well, I mean, it happens before that. Where he goes to the dark side? Yeah, he's influenced by the dark side and the thought of, like, I can save everyone that I love. Right. But then he didn't. So it's like, maybe don't go to the dark side. Well, at that point, it's already too late. Too late. And then he was he was manipulated by Emperor Palpatine and then also that saved. That is a bad guy. Yeah. I don't understand his motives. He's a bad guy. Oh, no. That's, he's just a menace. Right? Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I know I saw him on a couple lists and I was like, I just don't. I just don't know if I really. This was one. Maybe that Baker, I understand. Baker's dozen was maybe a little too high for understandable villains but i think when we get towards the higher ones there is a lot more understanding yeah i agree so um one of mine uh was gone baby gone and that is morgan free freeman's um he plays the captain and and there's a whole i i don't want to say just in case people haven't seen the movie but let's just say i understand completely why he did what he did let's just say he's and what he thought was right yes yes and i understand because i agree with him that it was probably a better choice what he did was the better choice so that one i really sympathize with because that one was a hard one for me like i really you know like when i saw the movie i was like i'm not sure like i i think he's right i think even though he's painted as he's the bad guy he's right i don't know yeah gone baby gone another it was a it was a good watch yeah really good movie uh number 11 i put sandman from spider-man 3 so we're bringing back thomas hayden church for this and it's really just because he is a criminal he did criminal things the only thing he ever wants and even they bring this up in the other movie i I could say spider he was in spider-man they was in the trailers and stuff all he cares about is his daughter his daughter who is sick and he was he stole money to try to pay for like his daughter's i don't know like chemo or whatever yeah but it's not bad intentions and also he's pointed as the man that killed uncle ben but i don't think there's a few like different stories of yeah who killed uncle ben yeah actually i'm pretty sure it is him it is him i read it um but he is not like he he isn't trying to be bad. Like he wasn't he didn't intentionally kill. No, he right? had he had him at gunpoint and his partner pushed him and he shot Uncle Ben. Yeah. It's just not a bad character, but again, it's just it's one of those great it's so complex of a character. I know, right? And they only gave him the one movie. Yeah. And he still did a lot. And then they just jammed Topher Grace in there <laughs> as a villain, which just did not work for that it movie. Didn't work. Um, I read, uh, Wicked Witch or the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. And I thought that was a really good one because she is, yes, she's 
she is the wicked witch, but her sister was killed. And then this girl steals the only thing of her memory, which is these shoes. And when you see shows like Wicked, you get more backstory of why she is the way she is. Like she was left out and she was like, there were reasons why she was the way she was. So I put her as I understand why she was frustrated. Um, my number 10 is Gollum. Yes. From Lord of the Rings. Right. And it's again, it's another like, it's hard to argue, yeah, but he was just influenced by the ring and yeah. just going after the but prize then, of the ring. See, that for me is like, that's power. If it's like power or money, I generally don't have any understanding for them. But if it's for the greater good of either humanity or for a person in their life that they care about or like something like that, then I'm a little more like, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. But that, yeah, is power. Um, I put Zemo. Where do you have him on your list? Uh, number four. Okay, so we can wait on that one. Um, do you have seven? No. Okay, so I put yeah. I put John Doe, which is played by Kevin Spacey. If you haven't seen the movie, then I'm sorry. There's gonna be spoilers. Um, the reason this is debatable for sure, but I like his reasoning. I remember when he's in the back of the car and he's explaining why he did what he did. I thought it was one of the most powerful scenes. And like he is trying to shed light to the world that you, you're inevitably going to break one of these seven deadly sins. Like it is impossible to live a life where you're not going to break one of these rules. Like it's like greed, envy, like everybody has that at some point in their life. So he's just trying to show now how he shows it is sadistically killing these people in the way of the, whatever the sin is. So, I mean, it's one of the best movies ever made. I watched, um, the trailer or not a trailer. It was just the end scene with what's in the box. And even even though you remember how good it is, when you actually see it again, you're like, I that scene is it is so incredible. Like it is Brad Pitt is so good. Kevin Spacey, so good. Like everybody is just on point in that end scene. What's in the box? Like, anyways. So I, I, I put think, him. and I think that's the argument against him because what he is doing technically isn't terrible but once you get to the box scene and what is actually in the box i think that's what then discredits him from that conversation yeah not completely but like that is just the point where it's like okay but too far yeah yeah because the other ones i understood like gluttony remember he like chained somebody to a thing and put food anyways he has all these things and so he's the serial killer that they're trying to catch and yeah it's a great movie though it is oof uh, number nine. This is this is a great one. I think everyone's gonna love this one. Okay. The shark from Jaws. Right. It's just he's just a shark. He's just trying to eat, man. Just trying he's to just eat. Trying to live. Yeah. Just. I really don't have. Humaner. I just thought that that just when I read that on a list, I was like, that made me laugh. Like, just let him have a human every now and then. <laughs> not that difficult. See, if you just like sacrificed a few people. Yeah. Then he would be fine. Totally. Wouldn't bother anybody. No. Definitely wouldn't become gluttonous at that point. No. Um, Devil Wears Prada. Yes. That's actually my number eight. Miranda Priestly, um, played by the brilliant Meryl Streep. Could play Batman. She is, totally, she is a woman in a man's dominated world. And she ha- ha- wants to be respected. She absolutely loves this magazine and fashion. And she wants to do a good job. Is she a, is she a, bil- a villain or a bad guy? Totally. But you understand where it comes from. Like, she can't be 
weak or I don't know. Like, she's got to be tough. Yeah, and if she wasn't, then men would run her over. Totally. And because that's why she's that way, she has that reputation. I almost didn't put her on a list, on the list, because she's not really a villain. Like, she's she's not not a villain. She's as the closest thing you can get to. Honestly, I'll still stand by it. Her Anne Hathaway's boyfriend and her friends are the villain of that movie. Right. It's so true. Because right? they just don't understand her life and make fun of her for it and don't, don't like support her. Don't like I mean, they don't like that she's changed, but they don't accept her change. Yeah. They just see it as bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. But then we wouldn't that wouldn't fit into this cor- category because we don't understand. Don't like know. we're we're not giving them any sympathy. Whereas Miranda, we understand why she is the way she is. She, yeah, she has to or else she wouldn't survive in the industry. No. And she loves this magazine. So let her be. Um, I know you're definitely going to have this one. But at number seven, I have Loki. I actually didn't because I figured you would. No. So it depends what. There's a lot of movies that I would say most of the movie season, I would say it's he's either not a villain or it's not really understandable but the first thor where he's kind of outed as the other son no i think i totally have sympathy for him i think he's when you feel like that like he feels abandoned and he feels like well so i will never be and like i could never because i'm not blood related i will never be like be able to be on the throne or whatever right i totally get where he's coming from and the only person that really loves him is his mother yeah. Like in his perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all love him, but yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, Loki. And then then it's like Thor Ragnarok, kind of a villain. Also just like not understandable in that one because he's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. I think when you start going down that jerk road, it's hard to <laughs> turn around. So you're just like, I guess I'm committing to this like person. Yeah, I will say whenever he shifts into Captain America and like the Avengers, that isn't understandable, but it's just hilarious. It's amazing. He's so, such a good actor. Um, I put a couple of TV shows. So in Chicago PD, there is Frank Voigt, who is the... Ca- oh my God. Wow, that was so weird. Hank Voigt, who plays um, the detective, like the lead guy or whatever. He's like in charge of all of them. And he... Bends like he is a villain and he is kind of a bad guy, but you kind of root for him because he bends rules and breaks laws, but it's to put it's for the greater good bad guys away. So like if they know 100% it is this guy, but they don't have any proof, like maybe he would just put a little plant something there or, you know, like he's, he's just kind of like that. Like he'll just, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just a just a text. Okay. Ordering headbands. Oh Jesus. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. So I put um, Hank Voigt because he is he's the bad guy, but you're he's trying to make the world a better place, and it's Chicago, so right? Like yeah. he's trying to get the crime down. So yeah, Hank. Um, number six, I had Jack Doyle from Gone Baby Gone. Oh, okay. Uh, five, I have Severus Snape, Harry Potter. And okay. once you get to the end, you realize maybe or maybe not he's a villain. But in those first few, and it's actually, 
at the beginning, he's just like a straight up villain. And, and is then, that Alan Rickman? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then at the end, you learn a lot more about his. You literally learn a lot more about his character in like the last few moments. Oh, okay. And, and then you realize, oh, maybe he's not the villain we thought he was. I know. I love stuff like that. I know. Just a quick little. Well, something change. that you're just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. I've been forced into this. Um, I have Cersei Lannister. This is a hard one for me because I do think she's super evil. And I wouldn't say I'm 100% going to say I understand where she's coming from. But I will say, like, she really just wants to protect her family. And because, again, she's the woman. We're back on the woman theme of, like, she's trying to be the in, on the throne. And it's a male-dominated world. And her dad was pretty mean to her. Like, he was pretty mean to her because she was a woman. And, and dismissive. Yeah. So I get it i still think she's terrible but i understand i just think when you think of game of thrones there are like her son to me was way worse and there was no reason for him to be a bad guy right not i was gonna say rickon but that's not it um oh her son her son um joffrey yeah i was gonna even say the other uh, the other one wasn't as bad though joffrey was evil and cruel and for no reason really like he's had his whole right so that that's where I kind of justified it in my head I'm like she's not that like she's bad but she's not as bad as her son that's true yeah uh number four yeah four I have Zemo okay his family is killed by the Avengers yes so his his intentions is just to break up and it's not even to kill the Avengers. That's no. not his goal. He just wants to break them up. Yeah. And I, or uh, maybe have them kill each other. Yeah, maybe, but he's not trying. What I like about Zemo though, is he's not creating something that they all have to go and fix. He's trying to break them from the inside. And I think that's way smarter because if there's like a monster or something and they're like, here, now we all have to work together, then that ser- doesn't serve his purpose. And mm-hmm. I think he did that really because it works. They all are really. They all hate. turn each other and pick a side. Yeah. So it used to be one of my I least favorite. Now it's like one of my favorites. Well, especially when they brought him back for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, I mean the Civil War. Oh, the, like the movie? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, you don't like that they fought. But then. It is a really well done movie. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Eric Killmonger. Okay, yeah. Black Panther. I read, yeah. The the execution of his villainy, not not very understandable. But again, the backstory of his father was also a Wakandan. And in his mind, he was stabbed in the back by his own brother. Yes. Or his uncle. Yeah. So his thought is he has a rightful spot to the throne. Yes. And as he does. Like, it is true. Yeah. And he challenges fair and square. Wins the fight. I feel like it's okay to talk about that, right? Yeah. Wins the fight fair and square, earns the right as king, and then just gets challenged again. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say has a pretty good farewell. I almost feel bad that we didn't get him for more movies. Yeah. Because Michael B. Jordan was really good. He was, yeah, really good. Good range, right? Because we usually see him in, like, you know, just to show different types yeah. of roles. Um, I presume you have Thanos. I do. Okay. Uh, do you have The Incredibles? No, because I just I don't have the sympathy Oh, for Syndrome? No. So he wants to sell his inventions so that everyone could be superheroes. And when everybody's super, no one will be. That's what he says in the movie. I understand it. 
Yeah. But I also just think it's reckless to think you're giving everybody superpowers. You're not thinking someone else is not going to use those powers for bad. Yeah. No, I get it. But I think it's just that, like, he doesn't want to feel less than. So I guess that does come down to, like, power, though, maybe. So maybe that breaks my theory down. And his motivation of just, like, well, Mr. Incredible didn't say hi to me. Yeah. And he didn't. I was just a kid, and he didn't want me to help. So now I'm going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I have the Riddler from 2022. It's the Batman. Again, there are a lot of different versions. I'm not talking Jim Carrey here. Paul Dano version. Again, execution of executions <laughs> yeah we're talking about killing very important people yes but it does he he is showing the underbelly of gotham and everyone is just ignoring all the problems and they're all at this nightclub where there's a lot of dirty dirty deals and like important people are a part of the drug dealing and are yeah. a part of that business so he is exposing that again maybe not in the right way if a lot of murder and like sicking rats on people and yeah yeah blowing people up yeah but understandable of what he wanted to do was shed light and he just figured the only way he could do that is in this big extravaganza yeah yeah he's just trying to shed some light on um okay my last one before you talk about yours because we both have that one um so i put top gun i put Iceman because Maverick is like they paint Iceman as the protagonist, but he is a excellent pilot. And then Maverick shows up and he's kind of a cowboy up there. Like he doesn't follow the rules. He does all the showboaty stuff. And Iceman is like, you are dangerous when you're in the air. And he's not wrong. Like he is right. So I understand. But they painted him as such a bad guy. But when you're really thinking about the bigger picture he's not wrong in in like saying like you are dangerous up there and I don't like he doesn't respect it and he would be Iceman would have been number one right so Iceman and his partner that I cannot remember I'll get there though it'll come to me maybe one of maybe the other person's son is in the movie too (gasps) oh my god that'd be so exciting who is it who Miles Teller is like one of the sons but I don't remember which one uh Gooses yeah yeah he doesn't make it Mm, spoiler for the like 1986 movie <laughs> right yeah num- number one and i think it's yeah. i think this is how we start this list with. this is how we started because we were talking about because we always talk about this guy thanos. thanos again played by the incredible josh brolin yeah great voice great character because and i'm i'm gonna say this specifically i know you have written down infinity war and endgame yeah i'm gonna say specifically to endgame is where his best intentions are Yes. So his intentions are if we we are going to lose this earth, right? And or not we, even the earth. Or like I think it's just like the, the whole universe. Thing, the whole universe. But we need to get like resources and stuff, right? We don't have enough for everyone. So we need to cut the population in half. It's not it, it's not like he's going around going, "Okay, you get to live and you get to live." It's just like a random thing. I know it's awful, yeah. but he's doing it for the greater good of everyone else. Either we all lose or maybe some of us can, you know. Half of us lose. Yeah. Half of us lose and the others get to prosper. Yeah, which I know is terrible, especially if you're one of those people that doesn't doesn't make the blip. I get it. Yeah. But 
He is trying to save the world. He's not doing it. He doesn't want anything himself. He wants to literally sit on a hill and watch sunsets. Like, he's not doing it for him. No. He doesn't want to be in charge of the world or anything like that. He just wants for everyone else to be able to, like, live. Yeah, and he had his example on his home planet of Titan where they called me a madman and... I don't, I don't know if it's extinct is the right word, but it becomes deserted. That's a yeah. deserted planet where they eventually have that fight again. Like he does have to fight the Avengers, which probably doesn't help his case, but like he is collecting the infinity stones for people. And even the beginning of Endgame, he's like, I destroyed the stones because if other people had them, they would use them for selfish intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the Avengers who their selfish intentions were to bring everyone back bring everyone back I know it is a, it it's is debatable a good, yeah. right it's a good it's a good um, moral moral like where do you stand morally on that and when we when I was reading this list there was a movie called 2012 I think yeah okay and it was um, Oliver, like the apocalypse Oliver Platt played this politician guy who I guess like leaves the, he was on this list as a bad villain, but it's like, it was the same situation that if he didn't take off in the spaceship thing with all the people on it, everybody would have died. So it's like, is he a bad guy? Like he's actually trying to like save humanity by being like, like, I'm sorry we have to leave you people on earth. This sucks. But like the only way we're going to live. Some of us have to live. We have to go. And I guess he was like the villain guy. But you understand kind of like, well, it's like I've never seen the movie, so I didn't put it on my list. But that's the same idea. Like he's they're trying to save humanity. They're not actually like. I mean, they're bad guys, but no, that one I get too. Yeah, you know, usually the bad guys have some good backstory. Some people are just bad. They're just bad guys. That's fine. But these ones that we've said today are like, you kind of understand where they're coming from, at least. Maybe they're, maybe they're, um, execution of it. <laughs> it's a little dicey, but yeah. I had the right intentions. Yeah. That was fun. That was good. All right. I am Cease for next week. It's always good when we're both prepared. I know. Your movie is going to be called Inside Man, it is on Netflix. Is that the Ryan Gosling? No. Okay. Ryan Gosling's not in it. It is a thriller crime. It's really good. Do I get to know like anything else about Clive it? Owens in it? It's kind of a bit of might be a bank robbery. I don't know. There's a really great twist in it though. Okay. I wish I didn't tell you that because now you're gonna be thinking of it. It's not. Sorry, I shouldn't say really great, but. There is a twist. Just a twist. There's a twist. That's fine. A lot of movies have them. Yeah. Your movie, as long as you're okay with watching Will Smith. Yes. Will be Focus. Oh, okay. That's the one with Margot Robbie? Yeah. So they play like... um, Thief. Thief con people, but there's some good like there's gambling stuff. Yeah. I remember the one scene with the football. I'm excited to see that one again. Because did you see it when it came out? Yeah, that was a long time ago. But I just remember the football. Yeah, there's a good sequence. It's a really great sequence in that. So, yeah, I am ex- yeah, I'll totally watch it. All right. Got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we'll see you next time. That might be next week or two weeks, guys. Stay, S- stay surprise tuned. Surprise coming. I know. Bye.